0: Should act like men, and light beer should taste like beer. Uh, light beer, please. Sure. Do you care how it tastes? Nah, I don't care how it tastes. Okay. Well, when you start caring, put down your purse, and I'll give you a Miller Lite. Continuing. I
1: don't care. I just got one of these. Well, that's the second unmanly thing you've done today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoa. That's not a Miller Lite. Oh, light beer, light beer. Um, no, Miller Lite has more taste. I strike two. One more, I'm taking your man card. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ashley Powers. And I'm Caroline King. Happy Brews Day Tuesday. You're listening to Bitch Beer. What we want to do here at
0: Bitch Beer is shine a light on the women who brew, market, distribute, serve, and love beer in the hopes that their stories will inspire the women and men who haven't taken the
2: plunge. Craft beer doesn't have to be scary. Very rarely will you come across a gatekeeping hipster who asks questions like a troll who quizzes your nerd knowledge once he sees you in a Star Wars shirt.
0: But why isn't it more openly female-friendly? Craft beer ads are rife, with burly men lugging 50-pound bags of hops, and women make cameos as eye candy. To those on the outside, especially women, it can feel like a boys' club, where no level of
2: disguise will get us in. We hope by the end of this season, you feel not only welcome, but unabashedly unafraid to drink craft.
0: This episode, we sit down with Cameron Davis, the marketing director at Red Brick Brewing.
2: We talk about a lot of stuff, so there's some points we want to cover to make sure everyone's on top of it before we go in. Cameron mentions offhand the Porter Beer Bar as
0: a place to try new beers. And if you haven't been yet, you have to. It's an excellent pub located in Little Five Points here in Atlanta.
2: The food is incredible. Their cocktails are classic, but what you really want to go for is the beer. Duh. They have over 50 beers on draft and a list of over 430 bottled beers, new and vintage alike. So even if you're
0: not an ATLian, it's the place you have to go on your next visit to the city.
2: We mentioned a couple times about a major alcohol law change for Georgia. Until last September, breweries and distilleries were not allowed to sell their libations on site and could only sell it through wholesale. If you wanted to have
0: a pint at your favorite brewery, you had to pay at the door a fee that gave you a pint glass, six drink tickets on average, and a tour of the brewery. The loophole was that you were technically paying for the glass and the beer you were receiving from the ticket was free.
2: Breweries can now sell 3,000 barrels of their beer directly to consumers. Distilleries can sell 500 barrels and can now offer tastings on site. You can also take up to a case of beer or three 750 milliliter bottles home with you.
0: Because of this excellent and long overdue change, Second Self renovated and expanded their tasting room. Monday Night opened a second location, their awesome new garage on the West Side Trail, where a second Wild Heaven location will soon be their new neighbor. Looking forward to that.
2: Yeah. Along with the lodge. Change, last September, Red Brick announced a long-term partnership with the Georgia Aquarium after the success of their Whale Shark Wheat last summer that we didn't even get our hands on because it sold out in a matter of weeks. I'm so sad. <laughs> in addition to the wheat, they have
0: released Penguin Pale Ale and the Sea Otter Stout, which we tried while at the tap room and it was delicious and adorable.
2: <laughs> Georgia Aquarium is known for their conservation and research efforts, and Red Brick is an environmentally responsible brewery making changes such as biodegradable can connectors and moving away from bottles to more often recycled aluminum cans
0: proceeds from each of these beer releases go toward promoting research and conservation of marine life and this friday march 30th from 6 to 10 p.m you can go to red bricks tap room for the release of their latest aquarium collaboration sea dragon basil blonde
2: i'm not much of a blonde fan but you put basil in anything and i'm so (laughs) (laughs) there will be live music and food trucks it's going to be a blast and you should be there i mean how often does drinking benefit the planet (laughs) <laughs> so this is actually uh, the first time I've been to your space, and Same. admittedly, I've only ever had Hoplanta okay. before. I love Hoplanta. I'm sure you get that a lot. That's yep. probably your guys' most popular beer, right? It is. It is our biggest seller. As far as popularity,
1: I would say that's our biggest like in-market. We have a lot of cool stuff we're doing here at the Tap Room, so, nice. um, and actually, it's good. I well, I mean, obviously, we would have loved for you guys to have been coming forever. But I'm <laughs> glad you came in at this time because with the law change that just occurred yes. um, last year, we did a whole new taproom renovation. So we are able to pour a lot more beer now. It looks great in there. So That's it's awesome. awesome. It's an awesome time for people to come out and check us out. And if we haven't been in a while, come
2: see, come see it again. Yeah. And like, wow, the law change and wow, how long it took to exactly. happen. I know. It's crazy and and even as somebody who frequents um uh, tap rooms really having to change your mentality about what you're expecting when you're coming in because you're so used to like sample 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 a tour mm-hmm. sample sample and you know i have a cabinet way overflowing with glasses because oh, yeah. that's the stipulation mm-hmm. you get the glass and that's <laughs> yeah. the rule yeah um so this is, this is this seems a lot more fun and also easier for you guys.
1: It's awesome because, you know, we still have those people who are kind of like, wait, I want to come in and pay $12 and get my samples and take my glass home, which is completely understandable. But to those people, I would say, come in now. Before we were pouring eight beers, and I would, most of the time, all eight of them were something that you could run down to Hop City and grab. Um, Now, I think we're pouring one or two things on the tap list that you can get anywhere else. They're only available here. We have 20 beers we're pouring now. It gives us the opportunity to be able to do all kinds of fun stuff. In addition, we get to do kind of use it as like a research and development. So like if people are coming in and we did a one-off beer and it's just like something everyone is loving, then we can, you know, kind of talk about if that's something we want to release in the market. Um, If we're getting great feedback about something here, we can then decide to make it a wider release. Whereas before, um, When only doing the tour system, it was kind of like, these are the beers we make. Like, hope you guys enjoy them. (laughs) Um, So we're able to make it just kind of a better experience for the consumer now. That's great. um, Which is really exciting. That's so fun. And you as
2: the marketing director, I'm sure you have a lot to do with okay, this is very popular here. Let's talk about how we can get it out to everybody else now. Yeah. So
1: the way we run that is we have a product development committee. It is myself, our president, our director of brewing operations, and our sales director. And we kind of, um, at least once a month, sometimes more, just kind of sit in a room and get together and drink some beers and talk about what we want to do, what we want to release. And so... um, You know, we try to set our release calendar for the market by like December of the previous year. So that's already done for us, which came out of that PDC meeting as well. But we're constantly talking about what other stuff we want to release here in the tap room, what we see great sales from. Like, should we edit our um, release calendar? Because, you know, maybe people are just absolutely loving these double IPAs and we don't have one that's going to be a wide release. Um, So... That stuff has been, I mean, it's always a, it's like a work in progress, but yeah. it's really fun to be able to see people come in here and loving certain beers and then be able to give them to them more often than just, you know, one keg. So yeah,
2: right. That's
0: awesome. Could you go into like uh, more of the – history on um how Redbrick got started yes so um we are the oldest craft brewery in
1: georgia wow started, that's awesome yes um this is actually our 25th year we'll be celebrating this year Awesome, Dang, that's so, so cool. it's very exciting um and we started in 1993 our original brewery was down off william street um I hear a lot of people say that they went to Georgia Tech and that was their go-to place because it was right there. Um, so the company was started by Greg Kelly. He was a former Guinness executive. Um, wow. So he started, He wanted to kind of get in on the new craft movement. So um, we were down there. The brewery, um, it got caught up in that seventy-five, eighty-five 85 um, widening. So we had to move. Um, came over here to our current location off of Collier on Defours, Um And it is, has been awesome. Um, we have a lot of those people who came from our last place, uh, from the last location to come and they, you know, they always remember that and we've got new people coming in and that's great. So since then, Greg Kelly sold the company. Um, we have um, a whole new, within the past couple of years, a whole new, brewing staff. um, Our management team is new. And I think that has given us the opportunity to kind of revamp the brand, um, do a lot more innovative and cool beers that maybe we weren't able to do before. Um, And like I said, it's our 25th year. And I think this has been the coolest time to be able to make all those awesome new beers. So we just got really lucky that that law changed. It was our 25th year. We had some new management come in and it was like this perfect storm of stuff to be able to bring all this everything out to the market are you guys having a big 25th year bash at any point we will be so the date's not set yet our um actual anniversary is late september so we usually try to plan our anniversary party around that time so one of those last saturdays in september Come back and join us. We definitely will. I was just Um, saying, we're going to have to come. (laughs) Yeah, we love doing the anniversary parties because we then pour, like, we'll probably pour some stuff that um, are kind of, you know, those, like, vintage recipes that we used to do that people always remember. And they ask, when is, you know, this beer coming back out? We can do something like that. We can do a bunch of cool new beers and kind of mix them together, too. You know, honor where we came from, but also kind of show everyone where we're going. Yeah. Moving forward. And speaking of where you're going, I'm sipping the No New Friends, which you said is your new double IPA. That is our new double IPA. Um, it it awesome. was made in collaboration with the Wrecking Bar. Um, so our director of brewing operations, Gavin McKenna, came from Wrecking Bar. So um, nice. it's kind of a nod to, you know, that relationship and um, keeping that and no
0: new friends. So I like
1: those ones. And then really I got
0: fun. the Passion Fruit Whip Beer mm-hmm. and I love it. It is so nice and light and tasty. It's I'm so good. It. <laughs> it has
1: um, that fruitiness without being too fruit forward and overpowering. Yeah. Um, it's a it's great balance.
0: It's really, really good. Like it.
1: That's gonna be my, um, you know, summer same yeah, summer same. staple.
2: <laughs> what is your favorite beer that you guys brew here?
1: Um, so I hate <laughs> to say this because it's not available anymore. But, oh no! <laughs> um, we did a well, we kind of been going through this cobbler series of beers. So it's a really cool beer series that um, it's a, it's a sour that has um, fruit, cinnamon, um, vanilla. Mm, so you yeah. really taste it, and you're like. Oh, cobbler, I get it, it tastes like cobbler. Um, So my favorite was this blueberry cobbler. It was amazing, perfectly balanced. the fruit wasn't too sweet. You get that cinnamon and vanilla on the back end. I
0: loved it. Um, it's not
1: available anymore. Oh, so. no.
0: That sounds
2: delicious. We can vote amazing. for it at
0: the 25th anniversary <laughs> yes, party.
2: Yeah, bring it back. <laughs> I noticed on uh, on your description on on the Red Brick website that you are searching for Atlanta's best queso. Have you found it yet? Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot that. I'm that fascinated. One. You know, um, I love queso. It's yes, lovely. it's amazing. <laughs> Nuevo Laredo
1: is so pretty good. What? it's pretty good it's right there yeah. but I also love the queso at Taxco over on Roswell there's a couple locations that's the one I go to oh, okay I haven't um, been there yet I don't me think me either okay oh, let me try it it's good nice. it this my jam
0: yeah Same. Queso, all day, yeah, every day. I claim to be vegan, but um, I, can't, <laughs> I can't resist queso. I'm vegan, except
2: <laughs> exactly. when it comes you to... Call you call yeah. <laughs> freegan. Yeah. You know, when the cheese comes around, you have to hit it up.
0: <laughs> exactly. And pizza last night. Oh, I'm a terrible
2: vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do anything for the Super Bowl yesterday? So um,
1: we just had some people over at our place. Um, nice. You know, small group, like less than 10 people. It was fun. Um, so actually story about that. We did the Super Bowl squares, you know, the like oh, stable cool. game. Yeah. Um, but there was eight people that were gonna be there. So each of us bought 10 squares and we were like, Oh my gosh, we have twenty squares left. <laughs> like who are we gonna do how are we gonna do this? So I texted my dad who's a huge sports fan and I was like, hey, you wanna jump in on the Super Bowl squares? And he ended up winning it. That's I was like, awesome. what the hell?
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So
1: I asked you out of kindness and you took yeah, the whole thing. Like, I can't believe you.
0: Um,
1: yeah. So that's fun.
2: Cool. <laughs> and you used to do marketing for a college football team, right? So I graduated
1: from college with my degree in sport management. So I um, wanted to work in sports. I started off with the Falcons. I moved then to some agencies that did experiential marketing for brands around. Um, around sports. So I worked for college game day. I did some um, college sports stuff for UPS. And um, so most recently, I was doing um, some marketing for Mercedes Benz and Bud Light. So when this job came about, someone um, let me know about it. And I was like, Oh, my God, I love craft beer. Nice. So um, yeah, it's it was kind of an interesting stepping stone to get here because I haven't always been in the alcohol business, which mm-hmm. a lot of people who are in this space have been. But yeah. um, it's been fun.
0: And then specifically, <clears throat> so how is it being a woman in the beer industry? It seems like kind of a boys game sometimes. It sure. It, yeah, it definitely. <laughs> is.
1: But it's like I said, coming from sports, it was kind of the same. I mean, it was all, um, you know, male dominated there. It's women in there, but it's kind of the few and far between. And um, so really, it's the only thing I'm have ever known. Um, I grew up with an older brother. I, you know, I can interact with guys well. Yeah. Um, I've been very lucky to work with a lot of guys who are super supportive and awesome. And I haven't really had any issues where, um, you know, it's kind of, I'm like looked at as a woman. It's more of just like a member of the team. So, That's awesome. um, right. yeah, I've been really lucky in that aspect because I know it's not like that a lot of places, but, um, it is fun to go to some events we have, and it's like, oh, I'm the only girl in this room. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, and that's how, like, I'm sure that's how a lot of our listeners feel, especially in the craft beer world. So what advice would you give someone who is just, like, so intimidated by all of the craft beer there is out there? Like, where should they go? Where should they start? Who should they ask? So about jobs or
1: about the actual, like, like getting beer? What should we get? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Getting cool. beer first. Yeah. So I would say go to a um, local bar or package store, depending what you're looking for, that is super knowledgeable. So, I mean, some good examples are, like, the porter or um, as far as, like, package, like, Hop City or something like that. City's um great. Those places are awesome because the people that work there are super knowledgeable about the beer world. They um, are really into local, which is really great. Um, and they're so, they all, I mean, they love beer. So they're happy to tell you what is new, what is cool. And you can say, hey, I really like, you know, these flavors, or I had this one beer and it was this and I loved it. And they can kind of say like, well, if you like that, you should try this and, you um, it's just fun to kind of go in and talk to those people and see what they suggest for you. Right. That's what I would say. No, yeah. great. I mean, That's I awesome. do that all
0: the time. Yeah. I go in
1: the and I'm like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of why, like, we kind of got the po- podcast started is because I I love beer, but I really don't know a ton about it. Mm-hmm. Ashley knows a lot more than I do. But, you know, sometimes I'll go to a bar and I'll ask, you know, I'll be like, especially when I go to a new town, I love trying, like, something local. Mm-hmm. That's funny you say that because that's actually how
1: I originally got into kind of, like, the craft beer was I was traveling a lot for work mm-hmm. and most of that travel was um, by myself. So at night, I'd be in cities for, like, you know, weeks at a time and um, – I would get tired of sitting in my hotel room. (laughs) Um, So I would go to the bar and sit there and talk to the bartender and be like, all right, well, I don't really know what I want, but bring me something that is, you know, your local, like what are your local options? And just trying the different beers in different cities, it kind of, and then that brings up a conversation with the bartender and you can kind of talk to them about what this brewery is and what their favorite beer and that kind of thing. So um, I feel like this industry is really relationship heavy. People are so excited to talk to you about a beer, like what it means to them. So many people have these stories about like the first time I had this and, you know, I went to the brewery and I have this whole story for you. So it's really cool to kind of build a relationship with someone over a beer. That's really yeah. cool. it's awesome. Yeah. What's
0: the first craft beer that you had that made you like fall in love with craft beer?
1: <laughs> so um, we are actually talking about this, this morning. I think the Actual first craft beer I had was Sweetwater 420. I went nice. to States a uh, school in Statesboro. So cool. it was that was like the, the beer. The, the beer. Yeah. yeah. If you're not drinking like Natty Light, that was what you were gonna have. Yeah. So um that, but then when I graduated college and I came up um to Atlanta and I was kind of more into trying different things, um, Bell's Smitten, which is a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it because I liked the label. It's like this muted bu- blue label with a daisy on it. And I was like, that's cute, right? Yeah.
0: So I was like,
1: I'll try it, which I still do that. When I go to the store, I'm like, what labels do I like here? Because, um, I mean, I'm probably part of the marketing thing. Totally. I, it like – a beer can be sold to me by mm-hmm. what it looks like. So, um, yeah, that one was – one of the first ones that I really got into as well. Yeah, That's super cool. So
2: I'm um, in your job. I'm sure that you are also working on the labels and how to I do, do. All that.
1: Um, so <laughs> I'll be completely honest that graphic design is not my strongest <laughs> um, suit, but I do a lot of the design work here, a lot of the labels. Um, if it isn't done by me, I'm working with the designer to kind of figure that kind of thing out. So um That means a lot to me because of what I just said. You know, Mm -hmm. if you don't know anything about beer or the brewery or you don't have any sort of relationship with it, it's about what's going to jump out on the shelf. Right.
2: So So what is a red brick label trying to say to the customer walking down the aisle? So we
1: have a couple different label varieties. The ones that we are kind of like our core beers, the Hoplana, um, our seasonals, um, they are bright colors. We want them to kind of pop out on like a Kroger shelf, for example, where mm-hmm. you have like millions of beer and you are kind of lost in so many choices. Um, we want it to pop out. We also have um, the beer style in larger letters than the actual name of the beer, which nice. um, some people are kind of, I've, ha- I've heard a couple people be like, wait, why did you change the name of Hoplana to IPA? Like We didn't. <laughs> it still says Hoplana, but we did the beer style bigger because of what I just said, when you're walking down the beer That's aisle true. and maybe you're like, I really want a pale ale. So you're walking down, you're looking for your pale ale, and you see this one, it says American pale ale, soul of the city, I'll try that. So um, we try to do something that's gonna be really eye-catching on a shelf where people might, you know, be just scanning or we don't want it to kind of get lost um the beers we do here at the brewery which no new friends is one um we just did a release of some hype whale variants those are kind of the ones where we get to have more fun with and sometimes they don't even have our name on them they're just kind of like a nod to different jokes we might have or um hype whale is cool because um the beer community, you know, we will say whales or like beers you may not be able to find very often or whatever. And so we, that's how Hype Whale originally got named. We um, ended up doing these variations of Hype Whale. Um, They would just call them Whale Variants with a Z because whales (laughs) was with a Z. Um, So Whale Variants, we took like 8-bit graphics and just did kind of like an 8-bit version of emojis on it. So it was super, (laughs) super um, simple, but fun so that's awesome so typical day for you here looks like what (laughs) (laughs) um it seems like there's not normally a typical but um basically coming in um working on the label designs or maybe like point of sale materials um helping out in anything we might need as far as, like, research for, like, we talked about the new beers. Um, I do all of our social media, so that takes up um, probably more time of my day than I would like, but, I mean, (laughs) um, you know – getting on the ATL beer Reddit and kind of interacting. That's really important to us is really interact with our consumer. So um, apart from even just like posting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we try to be a big part of that Reddit or the Atlanta beer community on Facebook and kind of like get conversations going with people. So that's a big part of my day. Um, Then, I mean, I don't know, you name it. Um, (laughs) I basically do our marketing, PR, advertising, um, and anything that kind of rolls up into that digital media. So um, it is a lot, but I love it. It's so fun and so great. And I work with an amazing team. So they are all awesome. And um, I think that's the great part of this business, especially this company, is that everyone is kind of, Excited to jump in and help each other with whatever it may be that we need help with.
0: So, I mean, working at a brewery in and of itself is pretty cool. But like, what would you say is like one of the coolest things that's happened since you started working here or in the beer industry?
1: So I think probably one of the coolest things is um, just seeing the growth of the company going from like I kind of touched on before having this new management team and kind of changing out um, everyone Uh, the, um, our sales director, myself and our director of brewing operations are all new employees within the past two years. Um, so being able to kind of see where we have been able to go from two years ago and even, you know, longer has been really, really awesome. Um, I guess three weeks ago now, we did those Hypewell variant releases. They sold out within an hour and 45 minutes, and that <laughs> wow. was so
0: That's
1: awesome. <laughs> it was so great to see because um, I, to my knowledge, don't think we have ever sold out of a beer the night of the release. So we had kind of felt like we were really building and getting beer that people actually wanted to drink and that we're excited about. And then to kind of see that come to fruition with this like quick sellout That's awesome. um, was so exciting. It was so great.
2: That's very cool. Do you want to do the rapid-fire Yeah, fire let's questions. do some rapid-fire oh. questions. So these are just for fun. Some of them aren't even about beer. <laughs> you don't even have to give an explanation. Just question and answer. Just lightning round. Okay, awesome. So how old were you when you had your first alcoholic drink, and what was it?
1: Oh, man. Um, I think when I had my first of my own was probably... Fifteen, and it was a smart off ice. Nice um, <laughs> Zima. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry, mom and dad, but um, my parents were always pretty like they thought if like we could like try what they were drinking, we wouldn't want to do like the excessive drinking situation. So from so the time true. I was, like, really little, if they were drinking, you know, a glass of wine, old-fashioned, whatever, like, we could have, like, a little sip. And it was like, try this. And I was always like, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, so I guess it worked until I got into high school and really got on
0: that thrown-off ice <laughs> kick. Um, what advice would you give your younger self when you got into this business?
1: Um, I think coming out of college, I kind of was not um, – as self I I, I didn't have a sense of self that I do now so really like stand up for yourself um, stand up for what you believe in as far as work goes and also like your values and just kind of be um, the word aggressive is coming to my mind but that's not really what I mean just kind of like you know getting your ideas out there if you feel like you have a good idea like throw it out there the worst someone's going to say is like no we're not going to like go with that right now but just kind of like sitting in the corner and not making any, um, you know, bringing anything to the table is never going to get you anywhere. So I think, um, you know, just being willing to speak out and speak up. That's amazing. Because it's
0: it's even twice as hard as a woman, too. For sure. You know, it's – guys talking over
2: you all the time mm-hmm. and then it's like no i i need to be heard exactly <laughs> and what you're saying is like being aggressive but it wasn't the word that you meant is it's like you don't want to come across as as the bitch in the room yeah you wanna, exactly you want to be assertive assertive not aggressive yes yes it's,
1: but even sometimes that um i noticed this more when i was in sports than i do now but even kind of being assertive um you it comes across as being a bitch yeah like i'm not trying to be like a bitch i just need you to understand what i'm saying to you yeah um and also in the sports world there was a lot of um you know i'm giving my my two cents on you know whatever but people are like well you don't know sports. like, okay, listen. (laughs) Exactly. I I didn't get into this industry because I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So just being able to, like, kind of stand up for yourself and, you know, believe in your ideas and believe Mm -hmm. that they're valid and um, being able to stand up for those is super important. Yeah. Yeah. If you could
2: have a beer with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? That's a tough one.
0: Um,
1: I actually – these kinds of questions? I'm like, I have no idea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no wrong answer. So
1: the first thing that jumps in my head is like my grandfather because. That's so he, cool. Like not a celebrity. <laughs> he no, like, no, that's right. totally fine. Um, <laughs> he passed away when I was in like, you know, I don't know, early high school. And so um, we were always super, super close, but I never knew him as an adult. Yeah. So to be able to kind of like sit around and talk to him about real things would be cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of beer would he like? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Um, he was German, so probably some sort of German
0: style. Nice. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh, what advice would you give to women who are wanting to get into the beer industry? So I think that, um, you really, to
1: get a job with a brewery, a lot of times you have to really know your stuff when it comes to beer. And, um, I think that to do that, either you have to kind of work your way in. So, Mm -hmm. um, for example, we have a promo team. It's people who go out and, you know, stand outside a bar and – or not outside the bar, but, like, are in the bar and are trying to get people to buy the beer, handing out swag, that kind of stuff. That's an awesome opportunity to learn more about beer, learn more about our company. And then once we have, like, a bartender position open, you know, you can move into that. Or if you have bartending experience, just, you know – Getting in, slipping in somewhere where you can get that beer knowledge and kind of like work in. Or um, if you love craft beer and you've always worked in sales, but you really want to move into sales for craft, um, just kind of get to know those people. Networking is huge, not only in this industry, but everywhere. And, um, you know, getting to know people and getting some real world experience with that, with the beer is
0: that's key. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool.
2: What What is your um, guilty pleasure TV show to watch? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. you, um, so the definitely The Real Housewives. Yeah.
1: I have Same. A, a problem. <laughs> all, um, all cities. <laughs> oh, all, yeah. My boyfriend gets so annoyed because I'll put it on, and he's like, this um, is just such, such trash. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have to be glued to the TV. I can put it on. I can, like, go make dinner. I can work for a little bit, and I'm not, like – I don't have to pay attention. And he's like, well, why would you watch it? I'm like, well, I mean, have you seen it? It's like, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It makes you be like, huh, my life
0: is pretty good.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. Because in the
0: New Jersey reunion, they have, like, these two women that were fighting over four years for, yeah. like, ten minutes. It's, it's like, crazy. like, what is happening
2: right now? Yeah, Your it's lives crazy. are <laughs> amazing (laughs) see I've actually stayed away from that show not because I have anything like negative to say about it but because I know I will be addicted and because I'm already so far behind and there's so much to watch I will feel overwhelmed by all the things I need to catch up on but the best part of it is you could miss like six episodes Mm -hmm. and just like pop back in and then (laughs) it's the best
1: yeah
0: don't convince (laughs) me don't convince me yeah, I just um, started watching Atlanta Housewives this year. Yeah. Because I was, I was, I'm so behind. But no, now <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, all of these people are amazing. I'm yeah. best friends with them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely my guilty pleasure.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I just announced to everybody.
0: It's okay. <laughs> it's not enough. Um, so if you're at a cocktail party and you're talking to fancy people, what do you tell them is your favorite movie? Just talking to fancy people. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> maybe, you know, I have, I, love movies um so i see a lot so it's so hard for me to nail one down i think my number one favorite movie from um you know my life is steel magnolias i just have these like great memories of watching it with my mom and my aunt and like um i just love it um but i don't know recent favorite movie i have no idea um, I really enjoyed I, Tanya. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've God. heard good things. It's good. I it's want to good. see it so bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think stew magnolias is probably the go-to for me. Good, good answer.
2: Nice. What, um, what color do you think you look best in? Ooh, good
1: one. Blue. I have really Definitely. blue eyes. You so, have gorgeous <laughs> blue eyes. Uh, thank I love you. It. Thank you. So, wearing blue kind of makes those pop. Um, <laughs> actually, last night, Super Bowl, we um, I was getting dressed, and I, I mean – I'm still hurt from last year's Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. I was not uh, cheering for the Patriots. That was worse. But, like, 90% of my wardrobe is blue, so I was like, what do I wear today?
2: <laughs> I can't have blue on me today. Yeah, yeah. It's so- kind of amazing how few people were rooting for the Patriots. Oh, my God, I know. Like, <sighs> just the Northeast, and everyone else was yeah. like, I don't even care. I didn't care about the Eagles before today, but so today. I saw
1: a funny meme that I really enjoyed that it was like um, – a map of the US and it was like people cheering for the patriots in red and it was like all like you know we part like high northeast and then it was like eagles and it was like literally just Philadelphia and then it was like um, people hoping that NSYNC comes out at the half yes! show
0: and it's like the whole <laughs> rest of the country yeah we were so disappointed when <laughs> we were watching it last week is it going to happen is okay that's a cool
2: microphone dance but wait what's it happening <laughs> yeah especially when it cut away from him for a while and I was oh, yeah. like they're like, set up it. they're going to be it. there <laughs> but, but because they made an appearance together in the last five years we're probably going to yeah. have to wait like five uh, more years I, I it figured it again. wasn't
1: actually going to happen but
2: you know Oh, we can no hope. Gosh. A girl can hope. Yeah. Nice. I guess I guess a good final question is, even though, like, you love this job, if you could be in any other job doing anything else, like, perfect world, what would it be? So, um, actually, on the side, I have um,
1: a thing. Me and my boyfriend build, like, furniture. I do, like, a lot of, like, Whoa, wood signs, like, farmhouse so cool. signs. Way to
2: bury the leaves. <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> so um
1: So, I guess, I mean, it's not something that I do it for fun, but yeah. if it was something that um, I could do for fun all the time. It would be awesome. It was a pretty good side hustle too. What kind of yeah.
2: furniture do you guys build?
1: Um so we just built a farmhouse table. Oh I actually finished gosh. it yesterday. That's so cool. Um we are uh, we he built our bed. Um Side tables, we have plans for um, a Murphy bed. So we That's just so recently cool. moved and our guest bed wouldn't fit in the house, it wouldn't <laughs> fit in the bedroom. So we were like, all right, well, we're gonna have to get rid of this. But I love having people stay at our house. Like I see, he has, he has a sister that lives out of town. I have a lot of friends that are out of town. So I want be, people to be able to come stay with us. and. Um, And so I was like, this is just not acceptable. We can't not have a bed. (laughs) So he was like, well, we'll build a Murphy bed. I was like, All right, so that's next on the agenda. What's your favorite thing that you guys have built so far? Maybe our farmhouse table. And it might just be because I'm like on this like high of we just finished it. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. But um yeah I'm really happy with it so that's awesome, that's awesome. yeah exciting. that's
2: so cool thank you so much for doing this with us thank so, you guys <laughs> come back anytime I'd
0: love it absolutely oh we will be <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. As a reminder, this Friday, March 30th from 6 to 10 p.m., you can be one of the first people to have a pint of Red Brick's latest collaboration with the Georgia Aquarium. Head over to their Facebook to let them know you'll be there. And tell them Bitch Beer sent you. You can
0: also follow them on Instagram at Red Brick Brewing. And if you want to keep up with Cameron and all of her amazing adventures, you can follow her on Instagram at Insta underscore Cam
2: 5. To all of you who have liked, shared, and reviewed us, we appreciate it so much. If you haven't yet, leaving a review on iTunes helps other inquiring and vibing minds find us more easily. Spread the love. We'll be back in two weeks with another bearded lady,
0: and we hope you'll join us. Cheers! Cheers.